0: But we're starting this new series. It's called Ready. And we're going to be talking about this today and next week. And what we really want to focus these two weeks on is to just turn our minds to what's next. Um, And the new year gives us new opportunities to look back and also look ahead to what God is doing in our lives and the lives of those closest to us. And hopefully, also, we can look at it as a way to look at what's ahead for us as a church community. And so in Jesus' message to his disciples uh, during his final meal with him, it's often called the Last Supper, where Jesus was his disciples. He had them there together. Um, Jesus tells them to focus on him and uses this metaphor of a grapevine and a gardener and the fruit that is created to help his disciples um, kind of form in their minds the way that they were going to choose to live after his death and then resurrection. And so when we read this passage, we're going to read this this week and then again next week. When we read these passages together, I want you to kind of think about what the year uh, past has been, what 2020 looked like, but also what 2021 can look like. And so I think when we when we go through scripture and we choose to actually like kind of slowly walk through it, process like what God is speaking to us in our current reality, I think we can really learn a few things. And so as we read John 15, 1 through 17, I just want you to have in your mind like how have I kind of been Um, acting in the last year and how do I want to live my life in the next year and so let's read John 15 1 through 17 together and this is Jesus speaking he says I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. So it's a super powerful passage when we're talking about the context of Jesus's life and what he's about to do. This is just before he's about to be crucified, and he's giving these last instructions and commands to his disciples. He says, when I'm gone, like this is how I want you to live. And so, of course, the disciples were still fuzzy on what this was all going to mean. And they were going to experience all of that in the coming days. And then really for the rest of their lives as they start the early church. And so when you read a passage like that, I want you to think about all that's transpired in the last year. Are you challenged by the words that Jesus said in that moment by applying it to the way that we lived? And so I jotted down kind of like seven thoughts or questions that just jump out to me when I'm reading that. So the first is when we think about all the things we've lost in the last year and you hear Jesus say he cuts down branches that don't bear fruit and also the ones that do bear fruit, do we look at what has been lost differently? Do we look at the things and the, the things that we've lost personally and relationally and just say, you know what, maybe God was pruning some things out of my life that need to be pruned out of it. Um, number two, does Jesus's emphasis on remaining in him challenge me in any way that I've conducted myself in the last year? Does it challenge me in the way that I want to live my life in the next year? that like I, I want to remain in him more? Are there times where I could have remained in Jesus before I posted something online or before I spoke, out of turn quickly or be, before I even acted and made a decision in the last year? Have, have I chosen to remain in Jesus? Number three, have I chosen to pray differently in the last year because Jesus told his disciples that they could ask for anything? If Jesus says that to his disciples, I, I'm sure they probably changed their prayers knowing that they could ask for anything. I want that too in my life. Number four, would you say that joy has overflowed from you because of the way that you've remained in Jesus? Has joy been one of the characteristics of your life in the last year? That's a hard one. With so much turmoil, with so much loss, with so much change and things that are different, have I chosen joy to be one of the first things that comes out of me? Number five, do you feel like you've laid down your life for your friends and the faith in the past year? Have I chosen to love first? Number six, have I focused on the fact that Christ has chosen me And it's not my choosing that I produce fruit. That's challenging because so many times I can think it's what I do and the things that I aspire to be and become that I feel like creates fruit. But really, it's Jesus that has chosen us. And so then finally, number seven, um, have we honestly led with love? Jesus' command was simple. He, he said, love each other. And have I chosen to do that first and foremost in the last year? And so it's when we come to Scripture and we ask those kinds of questions, when we choose to just jot down those things as we're reading through Scripture, that I feel like our lives can be challenged, especially when we look at the context of the last year and just say, God, What have you been trying to teach me in this season? And what do you want me to become and be in the next year moving forward? And so thinking about all these things, we wanted to do something a little different for our first message of 2020. And what we wanted to do is create this top 10 list of 2020 to basically say what jumped out from the year, what were the great things that happened, what can we say were wins for Open Life Church as a whole, and just kind of go through those things, because it's important to reflect. And so just being honest, though, when we go through some of these, a lot of these are like uh, two-sided coins. Like there's a super positive thing, but oftentimes they came out of something negative. And so it's you're going to notice certain things that Although they're positive, there is probably a negative aspect that was the reality of it as well. And so to go, I have like a list of 10 things and I just wanna you know respect our time. So I'm gonna go through them pretty quickly. There's gonna be some notes in there too, but I wanna encourage you, maybe as I'm doing this, you're gonna write your own. Maybe you're gonna pull out your phone and do the, your little notes tab and you're gonna have your own top 10 list or you're gonna think of your own reflections. I would even encourage you maybe this weekend or this week that you would think of your top 10 list of 2020. And a lot of those things might come out of hurt, but there might be positive things that God has been faithful for you in your life over the past year. And so the first one for open life, and a lot of these are chronologically, um, some things are mixed up, but the first one was our move to the Bonnie Lake High School Performing Arts Center. You know, COVID hit so soon at the beginning of of the year, Um, after we had transitioned from the cafeteria and commons area at Bonnie Lake High School, that all the work that made the transition from the cafeteria to the Performing Arts Center um, could easily have been lost. But there was a lot of investment um, financially, a lot of investment of manpower, a lot of investment to learn some new processes to get us to the Performing Arts Center. And so I think it's still something that in retrospect and in hindsight, it's something to celebrate and be Proud of and to really encourage those that were a part of that um, for that transition because it was a lot of fun to be over there for those eight weeks or nine weeks. And so we didn't know it was going to be that short of a season. And I'm not saying like we won't be back, but it was this thing where like we made all this work and then we had to kind of change it for COVID. And so as we get a better picture of what life is going to look like in the future, Um, In the coming months, one of the things that we can all be praying about is just our future as a church and where we will be. Um, Eventually, the schools probably will open up their rentals again, and we are going to have to make decisions on what's best and wisest for our church at that time. Will it be going back to the pack you know, using all those resources that we invested into. We'll we'll have to re-recruit a lot of our uh, leaders and volunteers and basically setting up a whole new system to do that again. And so whatever open life looks like in the future, we need to be praying about that now, that God is working in and through us to make that a reality when it happens. And so, number two on our top 10 list is church online, another transition. So, we transitioned from a cafeteria to a performing arts center. And then, for basically from March until July, we were online. And the move to exclusively doing church online um, was a difficult one. I, we had to learn some new processes, we had to teach some new things, we had to tell people to go to different places. We figured out that it's hard to keep track of people when it's all online and all on them to watch. And it's one of the things that, like, we can be proud about is that we've, like, really made that transition, and it was a quick one, like, within a week. And, you know, Mandy and Corey came and recorded worship in our living room, like, two days after we made the decision. And it was just a crazy whirlwind process to make all that all that happen in a matter, a short matter of time. And so one of the things that you might be wondering still is, why we're doing it the way we're doing it as far as church online. And so I think by virtue of not having our own facility, where, like, we have our own stage and have our own auditorium. Like, if you watch other churches, they still use their auditoriums to record their services. We kind of had this leeway to say, hey, we're going to create an online experience. How might we do that super intentionally so that people that are watching online kind of feel at home when they are at home? And so that's what went into our decision to record our messages in a home-style environment, to try and do our worship in that sort of environment well as well at the beginning, again. That two sided coin, like we didn't have a facility, so it kind of forced us into this like option of doing our services this way, and it kind of worked out because it was kind of a cool and different vibe if you were watching our church compared to other churches. And so as we've continued to do online, even in addition to doing in-person services, we've had to kind of mix and match a little of those things. We still use some of our uh, home worship with some of our in-person messages. And so it's like going to be this kind of like thing where from week to week, there might be something that comes up where it's like, you know, this week we're doing some recorded worship, or this week we're going to do some worship that we did in person. And same for the messages. Like this Sunday, we're going to use this recording to be watched tomorrow on Sunday um, but other times we're gonna intentionally do a recorded message in a home and so it's just that's the reasoning that goes into those things and so all Our commitment, though, is that when we have, and in this context that we're in now of doing services in person on Saturdays, is to have our online service ready on Sunday mornings for any time to be viewed on demand. And so we'll still Facebook Live at 10 a.m., which is just a pre-recorded stream going out at 10. But if you're watching on YouTube or the app or on our website, it'll be ready in the morning early so that if you wake up at 8.30 and you wanna watch the service, you can do that right then. In there, So that's kind of just to give you an idea of why we're doing it, what we're doing, and what it looks like um, moving forward. And so I just want to encourage you, whether you're here today or you're watching online, one of the simple ways that you can even make that online service more impactful is just to be someone who chooses to like and comment, and then in the appropriate moments where you were impacted either in person, you said, that was a really good message. I have some friends that really need to hear that, to share the service. Or if you're watching online and you're like, you know, this message Really pertains to something that I'm walking through in my life, and I know my friends would be impacted by it. To share that online, and even if that's like intimidating, well, I don't want to share, I don't want to bombard all my friends with my church service every week. Well, then share it personally. Like grab the link to share it on YouTube and just say, hey, had a great service, say, love if you would just check it out. And like, it's just an easy way that you don't have to like blast your whole friends list or wherever you're choosing to share. This. But there is a lot more power if we choose to personally share when we're impacted by these things. And so I just wanted to tell you to do that and like to like and comment, share wherever you're watching. And at the very least, fill out that connect card because that's one of the things that helps our church know that you're still involved is if you fill out those connect cards when you are watching online. So want to give a huge shout out to those watching online today. Fill out those connect cards. Let us know you're watching do those prayer requests so that we can all be praying for you and what's going on in your life. And so number three uh, for our top 10 list is our online groups and our like access to right now media. Um, one of the weaknesses of our church has always been figuring out what groups is going to look like. Um, Just at the size of our church and the leaders involved, it's been difficult to have a group available for every person according to their schedule and their wants and needs in their life. And so... um, when COVID started, it was pretty quickly apparent that groups was going to be the way that would be the glue that would hold um, the church together. And so we've seen the weaknesses of that. And so that's why this fall we really put an emphasis on getting into a group. And so currently we have about three groups that are just finishing up or finished right at the end of 2020. And so they, they've they been just very, like... Uh, interesting and unique because they've been online but they've been really beneficial as we've been walking through um, scripture and what we've been using is a thing called right now media and so if you don't have access to right now media it's free for anyone that's a part of our church or has a relationship with our church you can easily just text the word right now to our text in number 253 242 2772 and you'll get a text back with your instructions on how to sign up and get access but what right now media does is it provides. Bible studies through many, many books of scripture. It provides um, just different kinds of content and biblical thought and even access to a huge kids online library where they can be encouraged um, as well. And so it's been a great resource for us and our family. And I just want to encourage you, if you don't have access yet, it's a great um, time to jump in. But what's been cool is that we've been able to go through that as a group and really just have, um, as we like the group that i I'm a part of we've been reading through Philippians and just to kind of have our own thoughts going into it and then have someone else's really organized thoughts and have this study guide processing the questions and things that we're walking through has been very, very impactful for us in our group and really um, kind of shown us how we can pray differently, how we can live our lives differently. And so on this point, it's a great practice at the end of the year of 2020 and in the beginning of 2021 to examine what are the voices and things that I'm choosing to let into my life. And on a, it's on a media note too. Um, what are like the podcast books social media people that I follow pointing us in the general direction of, like if we were to just take an inventory in the next week and just say, you know, who are the voices speaking into my life and who are they pointing me to? It's a good thing to examine once in a while because if we don't have enough things pointing us to Jesus and encouraging us in that direction, even to have a biblical worldview, then what happens is we have this kind of like, we can hurt our necks because we're constantly like, you know, I go to church on the weekends, I'm getting all this like kind of thought and thinking indifferently, but then all the things I'm consuming are swinging my neck around because they're pointing me in a different direction. So if we can take time to really examine on an honest level what are the voices that I'm letting into my life and where are they pointing me to? It's a great process to do at the beginning of the year. So just want to encourage you in that aspect. Number 4 for Open Life Top 10 are the faithfulness of so many in generosity. And so starting out in 2020, we set out a plan before and we knew anything about COVID to have a $18,000 a month income budget that we would base like our finances off of for the next year per month. And so the important thing to know is that we ended 2020 basically with an average of $17,280 coming in each month. And so it's a little bit below our target level by about 4%. But the, we also had savings because we haven't been paying rental fees to the school district for our rental costs. And so just to give you a quick update, a lot, our top 10 list and today's service can also be a good thing so you know like the inner workings of, open life is like we're in a good position, but we also have new realities that we're living under now currently that we had no idea would be something we'd be living under now. And so what we're doing moving forward for 2021 is really looking at about the last three to four months of us meeting here on a weekly basis, doing continue to do online, and the people that have involved and in, been involved and continue to give, and basing our new budget for twenty twenty one, um, going through that. So it's a point of prayer that we can all be around, but it's also a point of thankfulness to everyone who's chosen to give and be a part of what Open Life is doing financially, because really that's how the you know the thing moves forward is by the the processes and the things we're able to utilize because of people's financial generosity. So shout out to everyone who's continued to just be generous. And even in this COVID season, when it's been difficult, um, I, I think of it this way is like, it was very tempting to make knee jerk reactions throughout the last year. Maybe you've experienced in your own life, you know, like maybe I shouldn't go ahead with this purchase or I shouldn't move forward with this plan in my life. You know, we probably all had vacations canceled and so it's easy to make these quick snap uh, decisions. But the consistent, faithful um, generosity of our church has really allowed us to have kind of be more steady eddy in the season and move forward in that sense. And so that takes us to uh, number five in our strategic partnerships that have continued to be a part of our church's rhythm. Um, Just to run through a few things. Speak up for the poor. We were able to give over $3,000. We'll have gone to help fund education of girls in Bangladesh as we work towards um, really supporting an entire village in the next 10 years. Uh, we supported Convoy of Hope earlier this year to fund a women's shelter in Guatemala with other ministries across our network, across the state of Washington. And so that was right around $2,700. We were able to give nearly $2,000 to help fight human trafficking through Rescue Freedom. This year, and then we continue our partnership with the Church Multiplication Network to fund new churches starting up across our country. Um, and we gave over three thousand dollars to them this year. And then we continue our um, we are our monthly support of missionaries. Both in Indonesia and in the Dominican Republic, at the amount of about $3,000, will have gone out to them this year. And so, when you add all of that with our um, support of the Community Big Give and our food banks of this year, we really are approaching $50,000 going out from Open Life, even in the midst of the economic uncertainties of 2020. So just to continue on, like that's just something to celebrate, to be proud of. It's definitely a top 10 in our list for uh, for 2020. And to let you know, for January, our focus is gonna be continuing to support our missionaries. And so we're gonna have some stories from them in the coming weeks about how even COVID has impacted them over the last year and what we can be praying about and what we can be having the forefront as we give. And so then um, number six is a vision for our future. And so as we look at the top 10 things of 2020, next week, we're going to be looking at what open life looks like moving forward. What are the visions that we can have um, as we kind of start this new year? How can we be intentionally praying? How can we be intentionally serving and maybe putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions to help grow open life and to help it thrive in the season that we're in? And so I think it's like interesting because at the beginning of 2020, we had this vision to baptize 552 people. And that was because we were meeting at the Performing Arts Center and there was this cool little sign that said max capacity 552. And so it was just this symbolic vision of baptizing that many people, a whole Performing Arts Center worth of people in the next 10 years. And so... That's not to say that because COVID happened, that's no longer our vision. And it's only more so, it really puts the desire to see like, there's people that still need to know Jesus in our communities. And that's what we need to be praying about and constantly brainstorming and dreaming about, okay, how, what does this look like? How do people come to be a part of this church community and make decisions to follow Jesus? And so that we can impact their lives and spread that to our community as a whole. And so, I'm excited for next week, although this week's more looking back. It's, it's also looking forward to next week and then beyond. And so number seven, it gets its own uh, top 10 list because really it shocked me the way that it turned out. But our Community Big Give 2020, you know, COVID hits and then it's in the middle of the summer and you're like, might not be the best idea to get a large group of people to come and receive their Thanksgiving meals in the Walmart parking lot, and be around. You know, it just looks like a bad situation. And so you're just scrambling. You're like, "What can we do? What ideas? And can we brainstorm together to help meet the need in our community?" Still, and I'll, and I'll just say also one of the continual problems we had as the big give has been happening is. We send out all the vouchers to the school district. They send them to the people that need them. And yet there's this low retention number. About 50% of people would come and actually come get their meal that they signed up for or that they needed. And so every year we're like, okay, what can we do to like really um, increase that? And so what COVID did, again, the two-sided coin, the the positive is we were able to deliver a thousand meals and we basically had a hundred percent retention. The downside is we had to go through COVID to get there. And so um, just to give you some stats of how like impactful the big give was, four hundred and forty one people helped deliver meals. And so like we we asked all the delivery drivers how many people are going to be serving with you. So we really probably impacted four or four hundred and fifty people came to serve and deliver those meals and drive up to the. Assembly line, and then 125 plus people were on the ground helping to pack the bags and then load the vehicles as they arrived. And so, all of this totaling, uh, we had about 188 deliveries of five, and then some other large deliveries that went out. But to feed a thousand thanks a thousand families a full Thanksgiving meal. And that's just like the numbers we've never reached before. We've never had this idea of 100% retention. And so a huge shout out goes to our local food banks for their partnership with us, for people that chose to, um, to serve even in the midst of all the COVID restrictions. We all were wearing masks outside and it was uncomfortable. But man, like if you just think back and we're there, there's so many pictures of just like seeing all the bags spread out and just in the matter of an hour, seeing it be this huge... Huge pile of a thousand bags be diminished to zero um, because people were coming to pick them up and so just a huge win for open life a huge win for the community and for everyone that was involved so thank you uh, for everyone that was involved for that and so then uh number eight super important uh was our top 10 list this is a place to gather and so that's here Rainier Hills Christian Fellowship and one of the largest logistical issues for 2020 was okay like now that we're kind of been online, we're all ready to meet. Uh, at least safely and in ways that are, you know, going to be smart and wise and legal for our uh, community. It's like, where can we do it? The schools weren't an option. No public, like, meeting space was an option. And so we're just left to, like, okay, what are we going to do? So we, you know, talked to this church and a few other churches were willing to let us stay or, like, you know, come and have our service there. But Rainier Hills really, like, just opened up with generosity And just really uh, just even um, just hospitable to let us use their backfield in the summer and then now to be in here on Saturday mornings on a weekly basis. Um, It just shows like a heart for the Big C Church in our community and helping out another church. And so we can't say thank you enough for their generous spirit. And... um, Really, it just like um, should be uh, put in our minds how important it is to be praying not only for our church on really a daily basis, praying for, you know, just our church, the leaders, the members, the volunteers, everyone that makes Open Life Open Life, but also for other churches in our community like Rainier Hills, because we're really all on the same team. And so over and over and again, when you're talking to the leaders here multiple times, this thought of this isn't our building, but it's a building that God has invested to us. And so we're more than happy to let other people use it. And so it's just incredible to have that be their heart and to be honestly, it's humbling for us to be able to receive that. And so let's make sure to pray for our church community on a regular basis, not just open life, but other churches like Rainier Hills, who really have a a big C church, same team mentality, and so let's continue to do that moving forward. Um. So then number nine, the open life Bible reading plan. We started this at the beginning of October. We went through Luke and Acts, and then as well a short little Advent plan, and then finally we ended December going through Proverbs, And it's just been cool to have a kind of a singular focus for people in an open life to be opening up scripture together and to be reading the same thing. And so it's not perfect yet. And we're finding more and more ways to integrate that into what like the things that we're speaking and even in our conversations and our groups as well. But I want to encourage you this year for 2021, we're taking a pretty small daily reading plan of going through the entire New Testament for this next year. So I wanna encourage you, the links uh, are on the, the, the app for you to sign up and be a part of that. If you're watching online, wherever you're watching, there'll be links in the description for you to be a part of that. But just sign up. You can sign up and read through it through your version or you can simply just open up the Open Life Church app, click the Bible icon at the bottom and just read through what we're reading. And so I hope that it is something that can take root in your life and then be something that is just continually built on over the next year, that maybe even in future years, we're reading more and more. We're going through the whole Bible in a year because it's become a rhythm that we've chosen to integrate into our lives. And so I just want you to make sure you're jumping into that, but also it's something to celebrate for starting last year. And so then finally, number 10, um, hopefully you're not surprised by this, but it's you and all the other people that make up Open Life Church And so one of the ways that 2020 has been pruning is that, honestly, people have chosen to move on from open life and then people have chosen to come and be a part of open life. And so really, it's something that we can look to And that will probably mention it next week is that sometimes like things shrink and then sometimes things grow. And it's part of that process. And really, 2020 has shown, you know, priorities and it's shown like different um, decisions that people made for completely different reasons. And so I think like the reason Open Life is here today, I can confidently say those because people have chosen to be a part of it people continue to watch online if they don't feel comfortable coming in person. It's because people continue to give, people continue to volunteer. And so we still need people to step up and volunteer and begin to use their areas, especially as we're planning on what the future of open life might look like in a different venue in the future when things open up. And we just have to begin to plan for that. And so, but just a few um, things that we wanted to say, like um, just some people I jot down of people that have... um really impacted this last year. If the one of the sad things is Rick and Ida Ivy were can uh, uh, like original members of Open Life when we first started. They moved to North Idaho uh last year and right in the midst of COVID and so there's never this kind of like celebration of them, but we just want to honor families like that have been have been completely part of Open Life and have served faithfully to help us function on a week-to-week basis and so we just want to honor Families like them, Rick and Ida. So thank you to that. But then I also wanted to give a shout out to like the Lepenins. Um, just that transition of jumping into worship online, I know, it was super difficult and uncomfortable. And we had a lot of like learning and processing to make that work. And even what we're doing on a week to week basis uh, with all the different restrictions and things we're dealing with is just been. Uh, really hard to process, but you guys have done it with grace and um, really walked through some really difficult things. And so that's been um, just a huge win and bonus for that. So I just want to thank you um, for being a part of that. And then my iPad froze, and this is embarrassing. And uh, But also, uh, just to thank you to our board members, the Watson family and the Mullins family, I'm just providing some steady leadership um, through this season and like just you know you know working with dad specifically and helping him make some decisions with some thought put into there. Um, the Parkers and the Huffs kind of rounding out our staff families here of just really helping where wherever it needed to be helped. Um, we've all been there. And so um, it, this is where it's awkward being the, you know, associate pastor doing this. But I just, you know, thank you for your steady leadership, dad. And then Dana's out with the kids. But just really uh, helping us go through that. And so then finally, honestly, the people who have filled out a Connect card um, online, on a continual basis, that I just said, hey, we're still here. We're still a part of open life. We still have needs to be prayed for. We're still praying for you guys. Those connect cards and comments and just things that have gone from week to week for the past nine months has been very encouraging. That hope propels us forward, even in the midst of, you know, smaller gatherings like we're doing on Saturday mornings where it's out of people's rhythm and it's out of people's schedule. The people that have shown up on Saturday mornings consistently to be a part of what we're doing here. Like this is what makes open life open life is when we have people gathered together. And it's not about views on YouTube or the number of likes or comments on Facebook, but those things help show where people are gathering and what people are doing. And so the more interaction that we can have, whether we're in person or online, is going to be vitally important to the future of anything we decide. And so... Just to hit quickly, for volunteers, if there's roles you want to jump into, we have roles ready to be, like, jumped into. And that might be online as well. If you want to be a, a host and someone that, like, really comments and interacts with people and has information to give people when we're doing our online services or even a follow-up team in the middle of the week, we have spots and things we can do that. You think of it, and we'll create a spot for you um, for the things that we're doing to create connection and community within our church so that leads us that's also a shout out to people engaging in groups i think we've all been a part of them where they we've seen just that connection and community grow so i wanted to just say thank you to those who take time out of their week to meet online it's uncomfortable and i always say i still believe this in the middle of the day i'm not super excited to get on a zoom call But within the first three or five minutes, it's this is like peace that settles in. It's like, no, I'm really glad I'm here and I'm glad I'm a part of this group. And so maybe that's a a mentality that we can have in the next year as we continue online groups and as we do hybrid groups or whatever our groups are going to look like. The inconvenience, it's always always gonna be there. We have schedules, we have busy lives and adding something to it is never easy to do. But the minute you're in it, then it's like there's this rest and there's this peace that comes on and hopefully that's how we can begin to see um, group interaction and being a part of people's lives. So uh, action point, if you can take anything, I've gone super long for our online service, but action point today would just be this. So think back to what Jesus was saying. He, he said, remain in me. So our action we did today is to remain in Jesus. For 2021, let's set our focus and our minds to remaining in Him and everything that we're doing. So when we think about what we're doing for open life, Let's do it because we wanna be focused on remaining in Christ. When we're thinking about serving or volunteering, it's not because we're trying to do, 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 so that we can sort of achieve this celestial favor. No, it's like we want to remain in Christ. And so I just wanna read just that middle section, John 15, five through eight. Jesus said, yes, I am the vine, You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And he continues on and says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. And so in a year of 2020, when I feel like it's been marked by loss, uh, it's been marked by personal hurt here and there, where I've really just felt stung a few different times, I can't think of something more important than just to remain in Christ and to really change the way I pray, knowing that I'm asking for things in the name of Jesus And that when the fruit comes, and it will come eventually, I'm praying for 2021 to be a really fruitful year, not just for open life, but for personal lives to see fruit, wherever there needs to be fruit, that we would see that in our lives because we're praying the heavy prayers, because we're praying the prayers that really have authority in Christ's name. But ultimately, it's not for blessing. It's not for, you know, our own personal gain. It's for bringing honor and glory to the Father. And so let's do that this year. Let's remain in Jesus. And so I'm going to pray, and then they're going to sing and worship. So let's just use it as a time to contemplate, to rest, and to even begin that right now, to just remain in Him. So God, we thank you just for the, uh, the time we have to offer to you today. For those watching online, the time to offer in, a, in our homes and in our week, God, whenever we're doing that, God, I pray, Lord, that it would be for your glory that we're choosing to, to remain in you. I pray, Lord, that we would know what that means, that, it, that it's time spent with you on a daily basis. It's time being in your word. It's time being in prayer. It's time lifting up a worship song in worship on our own. God, it's time of being in community with one another. It's times of serving people that need to be served. It's times of going out on a limb to love our neighbors. God, I pray, Lord, that we would truly know in 2021 what it means to remain in you. Let it be the focus of our hearts, the focus of our minds, God. Let us reallocate our time, our resources, our talents to remain in you this year. And so we just ask for all of this in your mighty name that has power. In the name of Jesus, we ask this in you. Amen.